All right. It's the digital side hug, and this is the NBA preview. Uh, Now, if you're a listener to the podcast, you know that we normally talk youth ministry, working with teenagers, etc. But today, I've got a special guest, uh, actually a panel of guests, ready to talk about the ins and outs of the NBA season. Are you guys ready? We're ready. Yeah, we're ready uh, now, for this. Let's, let's, let's begin with our long-distance uh, visitor. Wes, introduce yourself. Remind us who you are. My name is Wes. Uh, I'm calling in from Memphis for my second uh, my second time talking about the NBA on Digital Side Hug. Wes Riddle, and you guys go. Uh, I'm Eric Livingston. I am excited to be here. I grew up in San Antonio, so I'm going to just give a disclaimer right here at the front. I am biased towards the Spurs, and that will... That'll infiltrate some of my views, but excited to be on the side hug today. <laughs> and if you if you listen to our playoff preview, you know that Eric actually is the is the is the first Spurs fan that I've ever loved. Right. As a as a person and possibly as a the brother. first Spurs fan that has loved you. <laughs> <laughs> that's also that's also very possible. All right, Eric Wes. I'm David Knox. I am the middle school minister here at Otter Creek. Work with David, um, share an office together. Grizzlies fan, love the NBA, a love that was put in my heart by my grandmother when I was very young. That's right. All right, finally. Josh Graves, I work with D-Knox, Eric, and Rubio, and I am a reluctant Pistons fan this year. <laughs> so it's four ministers and an urban farmer, uh, if you're keeping keeping stats. The analytics experts will want to know that. Uh, let's jump right into it. We always ask a question by Morris Gregwire. Uh, who has written a book? Do- I should say, Doctor Morris Gregoire. He didn't go to to comedy, you know, uh, graduate school uh, for nothing. Doctor Morris Gregoire asks, "What New Year's resolution would you make for your uncle?" That's one of his questions, and I'm giving this an NBA slant here. So I'm going to ask this: uh, Let's consider him Uncle Adam Silver. All right, what New Year's resolution would you make as we embark on our new season uh, for Adam Silver? To what, what what New Year's resolution would you make for him? I think uh, they got to fix the lottery system, the tanking. And they didn't. They, well, they voted they, not to right. fix it. They just tried to, but I think he's got to figure out a way to get the owners on board to come to the table. Um, I, I just the whole the whole situation with Philadelphia as the leading example. It needs to be fixed. Okay, I I think that's probably the most true, obvious answer. I would, if, if it's possible to make a resolution about things to not do, yeah. I would probably make the case that Uncle Adam should resolve to not shorten the game to 44 minutes. Okay. There's been some discussion about that. And there are some, I see some benefits to that, but overall, I would say stick with 48. Well, as a guy that has made many uh, sort of New Year's resolutions that, that, that are, you know, sort of stopping something or not doing something, I think that's perfectly right, valid. Right, right. To resolve not to shorten the game, D Knox. Oh man, those those are great. Um, I I don't know. If mine would probably just be more surface, more. Uh, I would say his hair, his lack of hair, <laughs> Come makes on for now. a bad TV presence to me. And I struggle when I see him on camera. Um, I think he just looks. I, I my New Year's resolution would be to pack on some pounds. Okay. Add weight. Pack, pack on some pounds. Pack on some pounds. Improve your. He just looks feeble. Okay. All right. Well, great, Wes. You got an answer to this? What New Year's resolution would you make for Uncle Adam Silver? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think the lottery, you know, is a good one. I think uh, I, I'm obsessed with the referees. I think it's a I think that's a big problem for the league. But uh, in terms of current pressing issues, I have a not. He should not uh, consider selling advertisement space on NBA jerseys. He should. So you're he saying not? He should consider not consider selling that. advertising space on NBA jerseys. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. You don't want your team. You know. You don't want to be cheering for the Grizzlies, but their jerseys say Target. You know, or whatever. You know. I, I'm just not into that at all. Got it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go the referee route, and I'm gonna say my New Year's resolution for Adam Silver would be to involve a panel of Americans, or or actually around the world would be fine, who are committed to watching certain games, and who have access to essentially an instant yes or no on a flop, okay? And if a certain percentage of, of instant basketball watching experts around the country say, yes, it was a flop, we, we do something you know on the spot and we eliminate flopping, that's my New Year's resolution for Uncle Adam Silver. Uh, you know what? This is a good segue also into the button question. So I always ask this question as well. The question is this. There is a button in front of you. If you press it, you get $1,000, your team misses the playoffs, but wins the lottery, okay, this year. All right, everybody understand, you push the button, you get $1,000, your team misses the playoffs, and you get the number one pick in the draft, next year's draft, all right? If you do not press the button, your team wins the finals, okay, the NBA finals, but you pay on the spot $1,000 right now. So if you don't press the button, you pay $1,000 to get a championship for your team. That's the question. You, you've got a few seconds to process the question. Do you press the button or not? It's, it is a remarkably, for me, I hate, I hate that I have to think about it more than I'm thinking about it. Um, the looks on everybody's face. Is, is because a thousand dollars for for is a lot of money. Yeah. Either way, um, but but it, the big picture of what a, an NBA Finals championship would mean to the city of Memphis, it's it's almost like an investment yeah. in a city right. as opposed to 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 just you know just me losing a thousand dollars. If I viewed it as an investment. However, at the same time, I really want to take my wife to Europe next fall. <laughs> right. And $1,000 oh, wow. goes a long way to making that happen. Um, so if we so, rephrase so, it. Sorry, Susan. So, what a, all right, yeah. We're Susan, going to we're go, Yeah, we're going to Memphis <laughs> instead. <laughs> we're going to get gonna, What about you guys? I'm writing the check all day long. Okay, $1,000 to win a championship. And this comes from a guy that's already won a championship. I mean, Three. recently. Yeah. Relatively, yeah, I, I'm in that camp too. I, I would spend the money for the championship, even though my team just, just won, won a few short months. Dollar ago. bills, Eric. The, I, I, it's just <laughs> you know, Dixie, not Dixie only is it just got a full time job, so it's easy. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> well, not only is it an investment in a city, it's an investment in like what happens in my house during the finals. It's so much joy that's better to me than a vacation. I, I, that wouldn't be a hard decision. So the thousand dollars. Pay the thousand dollars. So Wes, does that mean I'm not pushing the button? That means you're. That means you're not pushing the button. I'm not pushing. That's the button. correct. Wes, what's your answer? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pay $1,000 for a championship. But I think I think relative to the Grizzlies, you know, there's something interesting here that needs to be said, which is winning the lottery for the Grizzlies won't work. That's right. That's right. That's tucked in here is a problem with the small market, large market system, I, which is, I guess, where you're going. Well, it's not so much that. It's just that, you know, we might draft Hashim Tabit again. You know, there's no there's no certainty. <laughs> or Darko The competency of but, the front office. You know, it's not like question. there was anybody behind Hashim Tabit. I mean, you know, yeah, it's not like James Harden Chris or Paul. Steph Curry were still <laughs> on the board. Oh, wait. Hold on. Never mind. Or Darko Milicic instead of Dwayne Wade. Yeah, exactly. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Chris Bosh. Uh, yeah. So, in, in, you know, the abstract, if the Grizzlies won the lottery and drafted a, you know, talented wing player who could be a superstar, then they could be set up with the current core and that player for, for years of... Yeah you know, great experiences as a fan. Yeah. But there's it's just too risky because it's it's the Grizzlies front office. It's too risky. <laughs> you've got to you've got to pay the thousand dollars and take you the gotta get one. Uh, that is gonna hurt Chris Wallace when he hears this podcast. <laughs> he, she deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say I paid the thousand dollars for the for the championship for the city of Memphis, having grown up there and knowing what that would mean. The question assumes I'm not I'm not able to tell the people of Memphis that I'm responsible and therefore you know right. gain remuneration. That would the whole of course. So I don't know what that does to things like you know my anniversary plans with my wife, but I think Becky would understand and the joy on the faces of the young Rubio Rubiolings. Uh, I think would be worth it. Any off-season updates? Now, I do have an update. Does anybody else have an off-season update? We have not been together, the five of us, since uh, the playoffs. Wes, you got anything you want to tell yeah, us? I have an update. I have an update. Uh, I got married in, in the off-season. Hey! All right. All right. Wesley J. Riddle, uh, Esquire. Now, tell us who who's the missus. Uh, her name is Mary Elizabeth Phillips Riddle. All right. That's and awesome, uh, she lives in Memphis. What does she do? And she's a she's an urban farmer extraordinaire. Uh, she she started the brand Roots Memphis at an urban farm in Memphis that uh, we sort of joined uh, forces together on and turned into a, a, a full scale incubator uh, for other aspiring farmers in the region. And she's so is the, she's a firecracker. No, she, no, it doesn't sound boring, actually. And when you, anytime you work the word incubator into a digital side hug, I think you get a golf clap. Especially in context to marriage. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Wes, congratulations, man. We Thank we you. we love you. I I, I love Mary. Um, I'm I'm excited for the both of you. Now I, I have an update. I decided to have a favorite Eastern Conference team. Yeah. That is um, a surprise. Well, a buddy of mine, we were co-leaders of a work camp house in the summer of 2013. He used to work uh, with the Atlanta Braves, and I saw him a couple of weeks ago. I was I was in Georgia, and, and I saw him, and he, he now works for the Hawks. Huh. And so I love this guy. He's got a huge heart. Um, he's just a great person. And, and he was like, when are you going to come see a game? And I look at Benson, and Benson looks at me, and it's like, sometime soon, maybe. And it's like, you know what? I don't like any Eastern Conference team. I'm going to cheer for the Hawks. 
so anyway, that's an update. Does anybody feel like like uh, I've broken any major rules of, of sort of the sports universe oh, no. there by no. claiming an Eastern Conference team? I, and I think you claimed the most appropriate one, being that it's the closest yeah. to closest you get to, to where I live. So, that's so if correct. you're going to pick one, that's well, a good one. It's no. also it doesn't feel like I'm cheating the system by choosing well, an no. obvious favorite. Right. You know. That's legit. I'm excited. I'm excited about the potential to cheer for an Eastern Conference team. Any other updates? Okay, I've got to bring up a sore subject here because it's going to require us to discuss the Mavericks. I know, Wes is shaking his head. This is going to be hard. We do have an Otter Creek staff member whose husband is a Mavericks fan. And I want to throw this out because he's incredibly intelligent. He's, He's really interesting to talk to. The question for us is, what criteria will be required this year from the Mavericks, from the NBA, him, that would make it possible for or, or, or to pave the way for us to allow Cameron Hindley to join us on the podcast. Any thoughts on this? Are you wanting to see some specific performance element out of the Mavs? Well, I thought about that. I thought, what if, for instance, as Grizzly fans, you know, Wes, David, and I, if the Mavericks are willing to, to sacrifice the season series with the Grizzlies... I think I'd be willing to allow him on the podcast. What do you? I, I think if the if the Mavs finish ahead of the Grizzlies, I, I'm not going to want to hear his voice in the, in the playoff <laughs> in the, preview. Well, I, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel. But are we being discriminatory against cowboy heroes of yesteryear? Possibly. As a fan who roots for a franchise who just gave 38 million dollars to a guy who looks like he should own a pizza chain. I think we need to set the standard really low and just let him in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you think Cameron gets into the preview, the playoff preview or the midseason podcast or whatever, regardless. Eric? Yeah, I don't think we can discriminate too harshly against the guy. He he is a genuinely good guy. You oh, yeah. That. Terrific. Um, well, he's an NBA fan, too. I mean, he's right, a legitimate right. NBA right. guy. That's right. Wes, any Has thoughts? Has he uh, submitted an application? <laughs> uh, no, actually, no. Is there an no. application process? As of now, he has not, Wes. That's a good question. I think we need, think we need to wait on that before we jump to any conclusions. <laughs> okay, maybe we, maybe we could stipulate. Maybe for himself. Maybe we could stipulate No, what easy. I want to see is like, a, uh, I want to see some kind of showdown between like Tayshaun Prince and Chandler Parsons. Okay. For all the, Marvel, all the Marvels. I don't think Grizzly fans want to take that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right. That I'm a neutral close. observer in this. It's well, hard, hard to take the Tayshon side in any showdown mm-hmm. in, in 2014. Yeah. Well, th- thankfully, and we're getting into the actual basketball now. You know, thankfully, sure. it doesn't it doesn't look like Tayshon is going to keep his starting position this year. Um, let's get into the basketball. What excites you about this season? Well, I think one of the big things is the Eastern Conference shakeup. Obviously, with LeBron. Moving from Miami to Cleveland, that's going to uh, reconfigure the standings quite a bit. Um, one of the biggest things in my mind, as, as far as Eastern Conference goes, is just if Derrick Rose can maintain his health. And that's such a wild factor. He, he played great this summer, but he, there were a few days where he complained of soreness in the knees already. So that's just a huge uh, wild, fact, wild card in my mind. But I'm excited to see how the Eastern Conference unfolds, even though there is so much more competition in the West. And I still think the champion will come out of the West this year. Um, But I'm excited to see what happens in the East. Okay, let's take those two teams that everybody is saying is at the top of the East then and discuss the question. You know, if Derrick Rose stays healthy, 
does Powell, you know, does the addition of Powell to the Bulls give them the edge over the new look Cavs with LeBron and Kevin Love? I th- I think LeBron still has the edge or will have the edge o- over the Bulls. I-, I would love for the Bulls to be awesome and, and Derrick Rose to stay healthy yeah. and Powell to 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 be revitalized with this new change. Yeah. But I, I'm still I would put my money on the cap. Even just, if there's even a healthy D Rose. Yeah, even okay. if he's even if he's the two thousand eight MVP D Rose. Is it two thousand eight? Well, no, because that was the year he, he ten, whenever it was. I still I think LeBron I I just have really high hopes for LeBron and the Cavs this year. I just think he is gonna <laughs> I think he's gonna I think LeBron is gonna do awesome things this year. Wes that was a, I've seen the Beats commercial. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand all the enthusiasm for LeBron. I saw the ESPN headline. He's more popular than ever. It just makes me so mad. Tell us why. Because um, you're getting, you're going to get Josh riled up. Tell us why. I'm not going to get riled up. Oh well, I don't want to get into that. I just think that the cat. I think the. I think the big three of the Cavs. Uh, it has the potential to be better. This is going to sound wild, but I think better than the than the big three mix. Uh, from the heat, I now, totally they may not agree. have the, they may not have the the uh, the supporting cast in place and all of that right now, but I think that um, I think they're going to fit together better than LeBron and uh, did with Wade and and Bosh. Um, so I, I really don't think there's a question of, about their dominance in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Yeah, love, love is better than Bosh, and Irving at this stage in his career is a about the same, if not a little bit better than D-Wade. But what do you say to the people who say that Chris Bosh was Kevin Love before he moved to Miami? I would say they need to I, go back and watch Raptor Club. <laughs> he, yeah. he was good, He was good, but he wasn't 25 and 14. He wasn't that He great. wasn't that far off of 25 and 14 he, for a team that never made the playoffs. I mean, I think no, there no, is no. legitimacy. It's not even a question. Uh, the, it's not just that. It's the style of play. Uh Kevin Love is the best rebounder at his position, and he's the best shooter, which is exactly what fits with LeBron perfectly. I agree. Is he the worst defender at his position? And what does that do? I just think there well, are some legitimate question yeah. marks yeah. To, to, to saying Kevin Love right now is all of a sudden definitely going to be better you know, in the fit here than what – LeBron I, had I thought Bosch was overrated as a defender. I mean, Love is bigger. Um, he's not going to get pushed around like Bosch. But Bosch he's, a, but he's so, always working for stats. I mean, that's the, the he plays defense. You know, his defensive scheme seems to be: can I set myself up for a rebound? He definitely well, leans towards that. But he also played with he Love played with a better second big man than Bosch ever played with. The big I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, I mean, he could fill up space. So love was kind of floating out there. I, I think I think Wes is right. When you add the new coach David Blatt to Kyrie Kyrie Irving spacing, LeBron can play anywhere, any position, any way you want him to play. And then Love is just an offensive juggernaut. They are going to have issues on defense. There's no question. But that's why they're so suited for the Eastern Conference. Is who who's an offensive nightmare in right. the Eastern Conference? Nobody. If they were in the West, <laughs> Oklahoma would scare the crap out of them. San Antonio would scare the crap out of them. The Clippers would scare right. the Golden State. There are five teams that could beat the Cavs. But not the Bulls. But I don't think the Bulls bring that. I think the Bulls can beat them in a seven-game series because they have this incredible mental edge and mental toughness that 
somehow is still in their DNA. But I, I think you give the slight edge to the Cavs, um, mostly because you don't know if D. Rose is going to be 70% or if he's going to be 100%. Anybody else? Uh, what do we switch to the Western Conference? Do we talk about the craziness on on the Western side? Who do we see from last year dropping out of the well, playoffs? Let's, let, I do have one question for the esteemed panel. Yeah. How did you guys feel about LeBron's SI? I'm going home press release that some people loved, and other people like Chuck Klosterman thought was nauseating. How did you guys feel about it? And I'll go first. I I cried in my office. I teared up. And I grew up in Detroit, which we still call Cleveland the mistake on the lake, and remind them that we have 20 pro championships and they have zero since 19-whatever it is. Um, so I don't really care about the city of Cleveland. I've just – I have bought in on LeBron's evolution as a human being from where he came from, from his family background, to the stupid mistakes he made when he went to Miami – um, I'm all in on him as a person. If my sons grow up to be like LeBron James, I'll be a very proud father. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but I'm on board with him going back to Cleveland and how he went back to Cleveland. And so, actually, I, I want to see him succeed. I, w- I want to see good things out of Cleveland. So I've, I've grown in respect for him. Um, I also, just on a personal note, appreciate that he's – you know, married to his wife and raises his kids the way he does. So, I mean, I just think yeah. he's a, a good guy. But the fact that I'm you, also you glad that he's married to his wife. <laughs> yes, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's really good. But if you remember how he how he went to Miami, and that was that was such a, a crazy disaster. It was, yeah, a it was a disaster. It was terrible. But it's, what was so bad about it is that it felt like he was selling out in some way. It felt like. He was going to to jump on the bandwagon with with Wade and others. Yeah. Um, it did end but it up playing out like that. Right, but it did right. feel like it that. felt like that. But now this is his team. This is his home. And if others like Ken Love want to come and play with him, that's that's great. But I feel like there's more legitimacy to what he can achieve there. How did you feel, Knox? I I felt it was going to be a lose lose. Like like because of because of what he did four years ago. He he had to undo that, and and so it's going to come across to some people as ridiculous. It's going to come across to some people as heroic, I, I, but I think media forced him to do something. Like he couldn't just say, "I'm going to Cleveland." Like he, he had he to, had to do make something. a statement. He had oh, to make yeah. you know he had to do something. And and I think I liked what he did. I, I thought it was yeah. personal. It was touching. It was it was good. I'm a small town guy, so the thought of of going home and and in this town of Akron and 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 being in your homeland, you know, I I thought it was good. I I think we unfairly expected things of him that he he's got to perform. He's a performer. Wes, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Haters gonna hate. I just think that uh, this is an amusing conversation. Uh, I think that um, it's all very uh, scripted from a PR perspective and. Uh, it's nice, you know, that he's going back to Cleveland in a way, but, uh, you know, it isn't, this is not an altruistic, uh, thing that he is doing. It's, it's all in the service of the LeBron brand. So he's doing, you know, what is expected of him. 
at this point. He has to. I mean, he's he he, he you know he's he's just grown up in terms of how to manage his, his PR better. That is an unbelievably cynic, cynical view of a human being. <laughs> I think that's partially true. I think it's that's partially true. Par- I think it's partially true. I, well, I don't think it's fair to his whole story. I would just add this one comment about LeBron, and then I'm going to let it ride. From a pure basketball standpoint, he is one of the most unselfish superstars the NBA has ever had in terms of what happens on the court. Not all the other stuff, but from a just pure watching 82 basketball games Maybe not since Michael, uh, not since Magic Johnson, have we had yeah, a superstar that. at that level who does so many things well. His teammates absolutely love playing with him. He's the opposite of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and he's great for just the pure expression of basketball. Well, I agree with that, and I'm my answer to the question about the SI piece is simply going to be that when I read it as a as a Memphian and as kind of thinking through all the things I hope for the city of Memphis and the Memphis Grizzlies, the U of M Tigers, et cetera, et cetera. My thought was immediately, it doesn't matter whether they win a championship or not. The, the Pittsburgh Steeler fan in me actually doesn't think they ever will, doesn't think he will win a championship uh, just because that town has been snake bit, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think it matters. I think, I think the town won the ultimate victory in drawing back to its home the the most important sports figure you know on the planet he said yes to cleveland the city his coming home he, not just anybody but that guy choosing to come home and to say that's this is where i want to be this is the place i want to be most it's the best place on earth he did for the city something that championships can't do um, he said something about the town, and it does something for the town. And I and so I sort of applaud him in that sense. And and I say, good for you, Cleveland. Um, and and if a championship comes, it'll be icing on the cake. He said in the most public way possible, a person that has the most credibility to say this, I'm going to an awesome place. And and it's you know I mean I. I Honestly, did not think about this till just now. But I'm, I'm. This is a this is a ministry this is breaking moment. breaking revelation. This is a ministry moment. Uh, in <laughs> in church, in ministry settings, when I'm ministering to teenagers, I will often hear people say, "You know, we get what we don't deserve." Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. And I want to say, but if the person who's doling it out says you deserve it, you deserve it. Which is actually the gospel. Right. The gospel is not you're such a sinner and God And God gives it. it to you anyway. God says, no, you are worth the it. The gospel is God saying you are worth it. And so I do not want to connect any kind of, you know. We just had a moment. Holiness to LeBron. We just had a moment. LeBron. I'm actually not as big a LeBron fan as, as some of you and, and not as big a LeBron detractor. But I just think <laughs> LeBron saying you know, to everybody, Cleveland is where I want to be, is the win, not, not the future championship. I need to go cry in my office. <laughs> <laughs> oh. LeBron. Man, dang it, LeBron. I know, but Wes, don't, don't you wish that Penny Hardaway 
had stayed in the league long enough. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say If Penny Hardaway had stayed in the league long enough. I think it's a great, yeah. He was on his way. He pulled the bullet out of his foot and threw it down in Memphis and be like, I'm back. Penny Hardaway was on his way to being a top five player. Maybe not LeBron. He played with the bullet. But he was on his way to being a top five player in the NBA. And if, as a top five player, he had said, I'm so excited that Memphis has a franchise. I'm going there because it's the greatest town on earth. That would have meant something special. And I yeah, think that's what LeBron absolutely. did. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that, that's, you know, there's several different ways from angles of, you know, looking at this. I, I, that can be true, and what I said can also be that's true. That's right. I agree with that. That's right. I agree with that. Uh, well, let's transition to Western Conference. I mean, I, you know, maybe we should have talked about the Wizards. Maybe we should have talked about some of the other teams in the East. You know, who's going to make the playoffs? Who takes the Pacers' place? But let's shift to the more interesting conference, Western Conference. Do you see any shakeups? I want to say this. Let me tip this off really quickly. I, I was thinking about this over the summer. Uh and if it weren't for LeBron sitting over in the Eastern Conference, I think that this would be clear. But I was wondering if the Western Conference of this season is the most talented conference, single conference, since uh, sort of like the, the, the 90s, the late 80s, early 90s Eastern Conference. Yeah, you guys remember that there was Pistons, Dominique, Knicks. there was Larry Bird, there was Michael Jordan, there was Isaiah Thomas Celtics, in the Pistons. Yeah. It was you know it was it was a glory it was a glory period you know it was a for golden the age Conference, for the Eastern right. Conference. I wonder if this is like the Western Conference's golden age. Absolutely, absolutely. But and the only thing that can change it is if Durant goes to the Wizards. I think it's going to stay like that for a while. Well, it's been like that for a while, yeah, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It has. Yeah. I mean, there have been, so, you know, the Celtics won a championship yeah. in 2008, but I feel like it's been that long, maybe, since the East was as strong or even as close. I mean, how many years, Wes, have we talked with one another about the, the frustrations of the Grizzlies being in a, in a conference where they really right. geographically shouldn't be? And and if if Memphis you know were in the East, how how much success yeah. we could have had? I mean, it's been a long time. I was surprised no one brought up playoff seating when we got to well, change that's, Uncle that's Adam. I, and I think that's the way you gauge it: is how many of the Eastern playoff teams would make the playoffs in right. the West? And the answer is one or two. Two, yeah, maybe. Two, how, yeah, two. Or well, three. Uh, I know. You you can remember this, Eric, and I, and I'm guessing that the Grizzly fans can remember the year that we were the third we got the third best record in our own division which was also the fourth best record in the NBA wow right and we got the fifth seed in the playoffs because of the divisional you remember that yeah, and they I changed the rules after that yeah. I mean that was what 2007 it was like two yes yeah, 2006 it was around 2006 I mean that that the the Western Conference. Okay, so I think we've established the answer is yes. Any shakeups though? Do the Pelicans make the playoffs? And if so, who drops out? I did hear yesterday that the the Western Conference playoff picture has not the same eight teams have not made the playoffs in consecutive years since 1980. But I have a hard time imagining wow. that this is not the year it duplicates because I I just don't 
I don't know who is going to drop out. I think right. the Suns are are great and improved. I think the Pellies are good. I agree. But I don't. I just don't know how you're going to kick one of those eight teams out of there because they're right. they're all what they were last year. Yeah, and the order is going to be different. Yeah. But, but do, do you, so you think the Mavericks are eight. as good or I, better than they I were think last year? Yeah, I think they're better think than they were better. last year. Even with Raymond Felt, I think they're better. <laughs> Any other uh, thoughts on the Western Conference? Who comes about, out? What about Houston? Houston might be a bubble team this year. I, you think Houston took a step backwards? Losing Parsons. Yeah, losing Parsons. And Jeremy Lin. Yeah, they Mikhail, lost Lin Sanity. Mikhail is one of the worst coaches in the league. He's bad. Who did they get? Who did the Rockets pick up? Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I oh, they, they got Ariza. Trevor yeah, Ariza. Trevor. Yeah, was it Ariza? So, I, I would say out of the eight teams, that might be the only team that could fall out in but, my mind. But, but then you got to say, are the Suns... Right. And I, conceivably, the Suns could be a little bit better. They're probably deeper than the Rockets. I would think the Pelicans... They have two might. Kansas Jayhawks playing for them. I like the Pelicans to make the playoffs. I think the Pelicans could, could supplant the Rockets. I, re- I really do. I don't know. Can you know. name three starters on their team right now? No. <laughs> Drew Holiday. I don't think it matters. Anthony Davis. They're being so paid Tyrese, to play Tyrese basketball. Tyreek <laughs> Evans. And I think Anthony Davis makes the leap this year. Yeah. I think this is the year we say Anthony Davis is a, is a top legit, five player man. in the NBA. He's legit. And I'm but, and I don't want I don't want to play him. I mean I don't want to play him. I don't like the the Pelicans. I don't I don't like that matchup. I like a I, lot of matchups. I don't talk, like the Pelicans. We're so we're straight about the Western Conference. Yeah, I, there's so many. Just again from a basketball perspective, so many fascinating things. Can Popovich keep the Spurs at that level they reached last year? They're going to be really good, but can they reach that? It was a once-in-a-generation performance oh, last yeah. year to watch them play. I mean, it even got beyond the point where it's like, I don't even hate them anymore. Like, I'm just going to enjoy this while it lasts. But also watching Steve Kerr coach, and I've long admired him as an analyst, I'm fascinated to see how he's going to handle yeah. uh, the coaching spot. So, I, you know, from the Blazers' emergence, surprisingly, last year, to James Harden's Ole defense – Hopefully the Grizzlies are are healthy all year this oh, year. It, please be healthy. We almost did a prayer request section of this podcast. Decided not to do it, um, but but unspoken. yeah, please just unspoken. healthy. Unspoken. <laughs> just stay healthy. I I think the I think the Blazers may take a step backwards. I really do. I think the Blazers at the end of the season, you know, of they course they had the miraculous you know faded. shot to win the first round series, but they did a little bit toward the end. Um, I wonder if if they fade I a little bit. I think Aldridge is that good, though. I really I think he's legit. Oh yeah, well he's good. He's great. I, I, they the, all are. the Blazers are one injury away from missing the playoffs. That's yes, I think they they're, are. Of, of those eight teams, that, yeah. they're the team that if right. if Aldridge or Lillard is hurt, they're out of the playoffs. Whereas I think most question. of the other teams who's, could who's, recover, even Grizz, if even Grizz if somebody missed they missed thirty that. or forty games. Rockets so, are vulnerable. Uh, Rockets, Thunder. Rockets may be vulnerable. Kevin Durant misses twenty games. Does it affect them? If it does, what seed? I mean, is there, is anybody worried about that? No, it may affect seeding. Just you know, looking at the record by the end of the year, but they still have they will still have enough time to get things together. As What's the over under on Westbrook taking twenty five shots a game the first twenty games of the season? <laughs> Would you take the? I mean, what is it going to be like? One of the greatest things to watch, or is it going to be a train wreck? Uh, I think it'll be both. It's going to be both. I mean, I told y'all, he's, for me, pound for pound, the most exciting player in the NBA. He just is. I agree. And I want him to do that and more. 
Um, I'm going to be excited to see whether he or Kobe Bryant shoots more yeah. here yeah. at the start. He'll take a lot of shots, but it'll be Allen Iverson numbers. You know, he'll shoot 40%, yeah. but he'll take 30, 30 shots a game. Yeah. One of my friends had a great quote about Westbrook. He said, man, that guy plays like he just broke out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, real quick, let, let's get into some fun questions. Uh, there is uh, uh, alien abduction. Your family has been abducted, and you are required to beat an NBA starter at one-on-one in order to get your family freed. Which NBA starter do you play against? Now, the NBA starter obviously doesn't know about this, so they're playing as hard as they you can. you got to beat them to 11 or just straight-up uh, first one to score wins? No, 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 no. You beat them to 15. The game to 15, twos and threes. What, star- what starter do you beat? I'd go Kendrick Perkins. He's, you know, he's huge, so you're not going to get a rebound. Although you may, because you can. He's so slow, you can get around in front of him. But I just don't think he could. You know, defensively, he can't. I, I'm not fast, but he can't keep up with me. <laughs> you know, I, I'd go Kendrick Perkins. Okay, I say Jeremy Lin. That's who I'm saying, Jeremy uh, Lin. Oof, I think he's wow. extremely overrated. I don't think he would be starting if it weren't for the injury to Steve Nash. Well, you just killed uh, the Asian market on this podcast. Well, I that's not there was nothing racial about it whatsoever. I think we all know that. I, but no, J- just, Jeremy Lin is I'm the just person I'm reporting facts. If the Asian market was on your radar screen, that dream just died. What about you guys? Um, I, since Tayshawn is not starting for the Grizz this year, um, <laughs> but I I may I did think about that. I may pick whatever Plumley brother is starting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just whichever one starts for their team. Okay. Uh, all right. Plumley Brothers. What do you say, Josh? Now, Josh, as a, as a, I mean, you're, you know, college basketball player. That means nothing. Like, well, the I gulf mean, between me and an NBA player is exactly the But you're same. the tallest of the five of us. You've got the best shot of all of us. Your family might actually be saved if you no, make the right choice that, here. Yeah, that means nothing. Those guys are at such an elite level. I honestly am struggling. I had Tayshaun, but I didn't realize that they weren't going to start him this year. And it's Memphis. the jury's still out. Wes, what are you hearing in Memphis about this? Tayshaun has he lost his spot? Yeah, he's not starting. Okay, that's what it sounded like. They're saying it's Courtney Lee and Tony Allen. Yeah, I, I like that. Kevin Durant with I a broken foot. I would not choose Kevin Durant with a broken foot. Yeah, I guess technically he's not. Starting he's not a starter, right? I don't think I would choose Kevin yeah, Love with, with a, uh, Kevin on, Durant on with a, a broken foot. <laughs> I'm going to pick Jeremy Lin. You could talk to Jeremy about coming to you know do something at Ivory on a Sunday morning. Give us testimony. I am did, second. Did everybody answer? Wes, did you answer? No, I didn't answer. I didn't answer. I, I was looking this up earlier. I don't. I don't know who the Celtics start at center, but it's it's either Vitor Bavarani, actually, or Kelly Olynyk, and I would choose one of those guys. So whichever starter starts at the the five spot for the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. And, and all I'm trying to do is get off threes the yep. whole time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. All right. Good. And the goal, you know, the strategy is uh, the strategy is to try to make enough threes, is if it, especially if you're playing twos and ones and not threes and twos. But you try to knock down some twos. Well, those guys are banging away and trying to like post you up for layups, you know. Just knocking yeah. enough twos. All right. You know, if you can get it off. Let's do this. This last year, uh, in the last year, I became a fan of the NBA game 
more so than a fan of the NCAA game. In my whole life, I've been a, a bigger fan of NCAA basketball than NBA basketball. But that changed this year. You guys, I think, have always sort of preferred the NBA game. Let's spend a few minutes talking about why is the NBA just a better game or a better league than the NCAA? I'll go first. And this is very hard for me because I'm a big college yeah, basketball huge Jayhawks fan. guy. But I think that the NBA is like Netflix in that you are not just signing up for these sporadic experiences. You're watching three or four games a week. You know about their personal life. You know whether they're married or dating or if they got arrested at the club. There's so much scrutiny now with social media that the NBA sucks you into its vortex, almost like my, my grandmother with General Hospital. I mean, it is, in the yeah. best sense of the word, a soap opera. And the NCAA is going that direction a little bit, but it's not as easy. It's not as all-encompassing with the way social media is used. Um, but, man, it's like 51-49 for me, college and NBA. I'd give the slightest edge to the NBA. I'll follow that up. I mean, I think that Netflix point is really good. But the, the real you. thing that's going on is that the NBA is, is just so far and away more talented yes. than, the NCAA, than the NCAA is. You're not getting Russell Westbrook breakneck speed right. in, the, in the NCAA. On top of that, even if you want to make the argument that the NCAA is like still, even at, at one time, I, I don't believe this is true anymore, a better orchestrated or coached game. I don't believe, I don't believe that still exists. The real problem is it's full of guys who can't make a shot. Yep. They they waste 35 seconds running like a, you know, sort of like a you know, a half-hearted offense. They don't they don't they don't ever get an open look. Then with about 5 seconds left, they take the best shot that they can find, rushed, off balance, stupid, and you know, they spend the whole game shooting like 35%. I actually can't watch it anymore. It's it's gotten to the point that like if it's on, I'll, I'll start counting how many shots in a row people have missed. Has, <laughs> has it gotten to WNBA status for you yet? No, but it's, it, it can't no, have gotten no, to WNBA. No. It's, no. Tre- it's trending that. Way. I, I didn't mean that to sound you know. We just lost disrespect. <laughs> Particularly I didn't, Asian I just happen to know Asian, that Asian West and does watch some University of Memphis games and, and maybe no WMEA games. Uh, yeah, two, two quick things. One, I, I do – I like that I can watch Mark Gasol play for the Grizzlies for 12 years. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully. You, you know, We're crossing hopefully, our yeah. fingers. You, you know, and I, I like that, that there's yeah. not the same amount of turnover. You know, in, in NCAA there are so many teams and there's so much player turnover – it's too overwhelming for me to keep up with. I like the fact there's One and done, there's yeah. a small amount of players that actually play professional basketball, and so I, th- that I enjoy a lot more. The second point is like this to me that this argument of college being better than professional that we don't use. Nobody tries to defend collegiate people over professional people in any other area of life, but some somehow we try to do it in athletics. Like if. If I need That's to go to the, if I need to go thing. to the dentist, That's a regional thing. If I need to go to the dentist, I'm not going to a dental school and picking up some kid who's a who's in his second year of dental school. Like I want a professional who's legitimately qualified and gifted and able to do. Like I just like the professional aspect 
of the NBA more. They're just better. Yeah. I mean, you said it over and over, Wes. They're just so much better than I, the college product. I could answer the question from the standpoint of the system and how, you know, just my frustration with the way I think the NCAA exploits athletes and the institutions do that. Amen. But I'm actually going to leave that to the side for now and just simply say that for me, a 35-second shot clock combined with the, the, the five fouls specifically and, and then the specifics of just what the refs do when they call, I think in the NCAA – the referees feel like their job is to sort of control the game. And Keep I feel like close. in the NBA, the, the refs see their job as let's let these guys entertain America and, and we're here to make sure that this doesn't fly out off the handle. So it just, to me, it's a slower game. Your stars sit the bench more because they end up getting fouls. And, and the outcomes of games are determined by, you know, the referees in a way that I think in the NBA it isn't, which might have sounded hilarious and crazy to me eight years ago, five years ago. But that's how I feel right now. Yeah, I would say the shot clock that you and Wes have both talked about, that's a huge factor. Uh, secondly is, as broken as the lottery is, the way recruiting happens seems so much more unfair than even the lottery system. And that's probably subjective. You may disagree with that. But it just doesn't seem like it's a level playing field, you know? You, once, oh, yeah. once one school gets gets a couple of a lot of exposure, yeah, it just it's they just, just keep bringing cycle. them in. So that yeah. seems unfair. And but then the, the really the, the other thing That's for me point. is the drama of the seven game series, which is weird because the strength of the college game is <laughs> March Madness, <laughs> and it's so fun to watch those. You know, yeah, you lose once you're done, but. With a seven-game series, you get the absolute best team. You do. And Which so you much, spoken like a Spurs fan. There's so much drama and and the and you chess don't get that, that in the happens. NCAA tournament. No, you don't. Yeah, I just you you really see coaching, you see strategy, you see it's just it's a lot more in depth than what happens between the lines of 48 yeah. minutes. Much more often in the NCAA, you don't see the best team win the championship, right. and it's pretty rare in in NBA, or at least more rare. Uh, final element to the show uh, today, because I know we're about to lose Josh. David Knox, you have prepared a fantasy draft for us. Tell us what's going on. So we each are going to pick two. We have realigned the NBA according to how closely related team mascots are. And, and so we've created ten divisions of three teams each. We The five of us will each draft two of these divisions. And then we'll see who has the highest winning percentage at the end of the year between the five of us. And we'll probably have, you know, a steak dinner or something on this. So you have the, – the divisions are as follows. You have the winged creatures division, which is the Hawks, the Pelicans, and the Hornets. The world history division, the Warriors, Kings, and Celtics. Early American settlers division, Cavaliers, Mavericks, 76ers. And, Wes, I sent you an email with this. I don't know if you can pull it up while you're on FaceTime. The Doppler division. These are all weather-related. Suns, heat, and thunder. The Spielberg, the, the Spielberg division, which is the Magic, the Wizards, and the Raptors. The Transportation division, which um, is the Rockets, the Pacers, and the Clippers. The Clothing Accessories division, the Knicks, the Spurs, and the Blazers. Uh, just the Suckiest Names division, the Jazz, Nets, and Lakers. The Fierce Animal division, Bulls, Grizzlies, and Wolves. And then the various and sundry division is the Pistons, the Nuggets, and the Bucks. I, I, actually, on the copy I handed you, we've moved the, the Pistons gotcha. out of it. Um, so, so, so those are your ten divisions. You will draft. We will have a snake draft, each drafting two divisions, and then keep up with, with who has the highest winning percentage at the end of the year. 
Okay, so the the we go in a serpentine draft. Yes. So the first draft will also go tenth. Yes. And can I tell you my dream for when I created this initially was at NBA All Star Weekend. I want them to take a week off and and have a three on three tournament where you pull out the twenty four All Stars. They play their game, but then each team sends one representative. So, so you have the wing creature division. The, the best player who's not an all-star on the Hawks, the Pellies, and the Hornets come together. You have a 10-team, three-on-three tournament. You're a wow. genius, man. I you think are it would a be, genius. It would be fascinating. So that, is, was, uh, that was the initial thought, and then it, it conveniently turned into a game that we can play. That is so brilliant. Okay, so how do we establish the draft order? Paper, um, rock, scissors. Paper rock, scissors? Wes, you ready? Okay. Who's playing wait, against wait, yeah, who? Yeah, no, you're all going. We're all and going. And then you eliminate who's ever left. Okay. No, that doesn't work. But, but <laughs> somebody's going to. we got to have a bracket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do it. No, we'll just, we can do birthdays. Wes get gets West a bye. Yeah. You go against each other. We'll go against each other. And winner plays. So, with the help of Nicole Henley, we have established a draft order of Graves, Riddle, Rubio, Livingston, Knox. And then, and then we'll come back through on the serpentine draft. So, uh, to reiterate, winged creatures, world history, American, early American settlers, Doppler, Spielberg, transportation, clothing accessories, suckiest names, <laughs> fierce animal, and various and sundry divisions. Uh, Josh, you get the first pick in the draft. And Wes, Anywhere. do you have access to these teams? Anywhere. I need you to hold it, hold it like that. All right, Josh, you're ready to go. Oh, I'm taking the Spurs. Well, no, you you picked it. You pick a division. whole division. Oh, I take you the whole division. division. Yeah, you got to have the whole division. That's the. Okay, I got. It, I got. It, I got. It. He just. Exp- I missed that part. I thought we were doing each one individual. Okay, I'm taking. Oh man, I'm taking the clothing accessories division. Okay. Spurs okay, clothing accessories division. I knew he was gonna do that. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm gonna have to go with the Doppler. Division. Oh man, that's good the choice. one I wanted so bad. You got three teams that should uh, have a good chance to make. Okay, uh, Clippers, Rockers, pay. I'm gonna do transportation division. Transportation division third. So I get the tenth pick then. Yeah, you'll get so the tenth you just pick. Tell me who's last. Yeah, right, okay. right. Josh is signing off. Hey, Josh, can I get a hug? Let me get a hug. Side hug. That's we actually did a side hug because I'm holding this paper up for Wes right now. Um, Eric. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Fierce Animal Division, the Bulls, Grizzlies, and Wolves. Yeah, that's a strong pick. It's a good one. Good one. Okay. Um, so that leaves – I get I get two picks. You get two picks, Wes. So with, I'm, I'm sorry, with, uh, David so Knox. So with the fifth and the sixth picks, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the early American settlers. And I'm going to go with the Spielberg Division. Okay. Uh, Eric, we're back to you. You've got winged creatures, world history, suckiest names, or various and sundry. Uh, I guess I'll go with the world history division. Okay. Leaving me with the pick I wanted, which was the winged creatures division, which has the Hawks in it, my new favorite Eastern Conference team. Uh, Wes, you get suckiest names or various and sundry. I will choose... Oh, man, so bad. <laughs> so various and sundry is Pistons, Nuggets, Bucks, and the suckiest names division, Jazz. 
<laughs> Jazz, Nets, and Lakers. A team named uh, after a wow. piece of basketball equipment. Right, the Nets. <sighs> so bad. <laughs> they don't have a four. <laughs> uh, almost irrelevant, you know, piece oh, man. of basketball. Yeah. The game could be played without it could. that piece of equipment. It, ha- it is in many places in the world right now. All right, give me, uh, give me the various and sundry. All right, Pistons, various Nuggets, Bucks, which leaves the suckiest names for Josh, which is, I think, ironic. Because he has a sucky name? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just lost the, the, the Josh element uh, to the listenership. All right, I'm just kidding, Josh. Because he likes Kobe so much. Hey, h- how do we want to wrap up this podcast? Anybody else with any Devo thoughts, any any kind of uh, closing you know, like a closing statement uh, you want to make. Wes, thanks for joining us for the podcast. Yeah, I have to just leave. I have to go ahead and go. I've got some pressing some pressing things. Wes, so, I wish I could hug you. Signing I'll, off. I'll signing hug off. you in person later. David, Eric, S- thank you. Sidely. Absolutely. Bye, Wes. Uh, my final thought would be to just to wish the Grizzlies well because I know you guys love that team so dearly. Oh. And uh, and I, th- I think they're they're going to be really good. They came so close last year. They're taking steps in the right direction. This, is, so. this feels like a digital ball of yarn right now. I would love to <laughs> see just... the Grizzlies get second in the West. That's how much I... Wow. That, that means a lot. Uh, that would put this, them... Just because that would put them on the opposite end of the bracket of the Spurs? Well, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. But. <laughs> Do you know, I, if we got second... And let's assume that the Spurs are going to be first for now, and we got second. I'll just go ahead and say this: I'm I would not trash talk Cameron Hindley. I wouldn't. No, that's just true. I would. That's not who I am. I'm I, I'm not a trash talker. I hope you feel like I have not trash talked. No, oh, it's part of the reason why yeah. you've 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 caused me to sort of warm up a little bit to the Spurs because you're yeah you're a very respectful fan. Right. Thank you. And, for that. and it's not like bragging over the Spurs constant victories is worthwhile because it at a point it just becomes expected and it's not even anything to starting I'll stop a little there. little bit like trash talking um, I wish that viewers could see that I am wearing a, a, an authentic Grizzlies uh, summer uniform that was worn by and then given to me as a gift by one of the Beale Street flippers and I also I also have my uh, my Grizzlies Advisor. Visor on my homemade Grizzlies visor. So anyway, all right. Flag in the back. That's it. Hey, get get in here real quick uh, for a final little shot for the, the camera there. All right, Digital Psyduck signing off. We got a hug going. We love you all. Uh, hey, listen, make the, let's make this a, the best NBA season ever. Can we do that? Let's do it. Let's, let's do make it. it the best NBA season ever. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time, probably talking about youth ministry on the Digital Psyduck. Thanks for listening.